Pure Dog Talk is the voice of purebred dogs. We talk to the legends of the sport and give you the tips and tools to create an awesome life with your purebred dog. From showing to preservation breeding, from competitive obedience to field work, from agility to therapy dogs, and all the fun in between, your passion is our purpose. Welcome to Pure Dog Talk. I am your host, Laura Reeves. And I have to tell you guys, I'm really, really excited. This month, we're talking to a lot of the people who were winners at the AKC National Championship dog show in Orlando in December. And one of the people I most wanted to talk to is Dr. Cheryl Steele, who's a veterinarian who won Owner Handled Best in Show with her breeder and her handled Irish setter. And I just love Cheryl's perspective, and I'm really excited to share it with you guys. If you are part of a national breed club in the U.S. or Canada, I need you to listen up. My partners at Trupanion, medical insurance for the life of your pet, have just launched a super exciting national breed club referral program. I mean, I'm saying, you guys have heard me talk about Trupanion's breeder support program before, and this is what gives you access to a special coverage offer for your litters that waives waiting periods for your puppies when you send them home. Now you can partner with Trupanion directly to share this incredible free program with the breeders in your club. And the best part, your club earns sponsorship support in return for every member that joins the program. It's pretty much of a win-win, guys. If you're interested and want to learn more, head to my partner page at puredogtalk.com and click on the link at True Panion. So Cheryl, welcome. Thanks, Laura. It's great to be here. Thanks for including me. Well, thanks for joining us. So I gave you a little bit of a heads up ahead of time. So the 411, this is one of our favorite things here in the dog show. Tell us the 411. How did you get to be here today? My foray into Irish setters really started in 1998 when I started working for Dr. Charlene Kickbush as a veterinary technician at her practice. And a year or so after I started working for her, she had all the setters, I should say that she had English, Irish and Gordons. It was before red and whites were accepted, but she Mm -hmm. actually did have red and whites way back in the way back. Anyway, I went ahead and I would ask her lots of questions because I came from a pretty heavy rescue background. So what about this? What about a dog show? Can it cost more than, I don't know what, a thousand dollars to finish a dog, which of course now we all laugh at. But yeah, so I started with her and then a year afterward, I basically, I ended up taking one of her male Irish setters and she said, you know, I don't think he's going to cut it for the show ring. I'd sure like for him to maybe take a obedience title or something like that. I'd love to get some obedience on him and then maybe place him in a nice pet home. He's a really nice dog. He's, you know, done a little bit of winning, but I just don't think I'm going to commit to showing him. And I said, okay, that's fine. Well, he came to live with me and he never left. (laughs) So that's how that went. That's what we call a foster fail. (laughs) Right. And that was back before we fostered dogs. So he just came to live with me and I tried to learn to groom him and worked really hard with some mentorship from some friends in the Irish Setter Club of Georgia because I was living in Georgia at the time. And it turned out that for my birthday that year, Charlene had signed his papers over to me. So there was a lot of sobbing and excitement. And then I now have taken over the kennel name. She gave that to me after she stopped breeding and retired from veterinary medicine as well with her husband, Tom Greer, who has passed away, passed in 2011. So I went ahead and took that over. And then I went to vet school and life stopped because vet school. 
And after that, I said, I need to get back to my dogs. I need to get back to purebred dogs and kind of getting this breeding program back together again. There's not much left of Bramble Bush Irish Setters because of that long break, but we're doing okay, I think, so far to try to rejuvenate it. I'd say owner handled best in show and Orlando isn't a bad place to start. <laughs> I'm telling you, Declan has definitely put another feather in his cap as far as his resume goes. This dog is, he's a piece of work. That's what I tell him every time he wins and we end up standing next to a one or any other number in any group. I look at him and I just shake my head and say, dog, you're a piece of work. <laughs> so, <laughs> he is a piece of work. He is a piece of work and they all are, right? And I think yeah. one of the things that you, noted when we were talking offline is that Declan isn't just successful in the owner handled ring. And I think that's such an important point when we talk to all of our owner handlers is that these dogs are competitive across the board. They really are. You know, we all thought he was pretty special when he was young. I had a really good friend of mine take a look at the litter with me. I wanted her opinion and valued it. She's a longtime Irish setter breeder and I kept saying, what about this other puppy? And she said, no, this one. I said, well, what about this one? She said, no, it's this one. And she was absolutely right. And the other one actually was a little brother and he finished and has had group placements and done quite well as well. But he does excel in lots of ways. You know, he is a multi-specialty winner. He's a multi-group winning dog and group placer. He's a multiple owner handle best in show dog. He was winner's dog at the national. He's a select dog at the national under some wonderful sporting dog judges. Ann Uhas for winner's dog and Will Alexander for select dog. He's done well on his own. I think one of the neatest things about this dog, and I, of course, love him, so I'm going to gush about him for a second, but I tell everybody, you know, one of the coolest things about him is who he is. Right. If you know him, you know, his nickname is The Dude. He's just good for purebred dogs, if you know what I mean, Laura. A hundred percent. We need He's our Walmart sweet. breeders. <laughs> <laughs> He's funny and ridiculous and silly and he loves kids and loves cats and thinks everything's an adventure. You mean he's rollicking? He I mean, he's rollicking. an Irish setter, so he should be rollicking. Well, everyone, Declan has friends and friends he has not met yet. <laughs> That's just kind of who he is. He's a bit of a party animal. The other thing and way I describe him when people say, well, what's an Irish setter like? Or what's this dog like? I say, you know the guy at the tailgate pouring shots? That's Declan. <laughs> so he's a good one. I love it. I love it. So talk to me about why and the reason that you have pursued the owner handled series and what you believe that it contributes to you and you contribute to it. Well, you know, Laura, when I came back to showing dogs, I'd showed a couple before, obviously. I bred the litter that Declan came out of, and a couple of those dogs were good. Worthy of championships, but maybe not a specials dog. You know, maybe worthy in a breeding program, but not a big standout dog. I think that with owner handled for me with him is that it was one more thing I could do with my dog. Yeah. I can walk in this ring and that ring. I can do it yeah. twice. If I get nervous, I can try to work through it. I can take out a spleen in an OR with an animal that has a really potentially dangerous or scary prognosis and barely break a sweat. But, you know, sometimes I think we all get nervous. Is the dog going to behave? Is he stacked right? Does he look okay? Am I giving him his due? You know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I think that being an owner handler, you have the advantage of being in another ring. On the other side of it, too, I think the interesting part of it is your dog's doing double duty. You know, your dog's going into that group ring and hopefully going into another best in show ring. So 
you were lucky to win both breed and best of breeder and her handler that day, you're showing your dog a whole bunch and your dog has to perform a whole lot more, really. Mm-hmm. Double, literally double. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. And he's done that. And, you know, I've actually had a few judges say that to me. You know, I watched your dog today and he didn't give up once. That's who he is. Piece of work. That's crazy. He's the dude. <laughs> He's the dude. He is the dude. So Cheryl, we have had on Pure Dog Talk a number of owner handlers, owner handle competition, all the kind of stuff. And everybody who listens knows that I am a huge proponent of this program. So talk to me about what you love about the owner handle program and what frustrates you. What I love is the friends I've met. You know, as a veterinarian in purebred dogs, I do have the fortune of meeting many people, which is really nice. If you want a Weimaraner, I'll find you one. If you want an English setter, I'll find you one. But you know, it's different when you are standing, you're the number two, and you're a friend with the English setter is the number one, and you're super happy for them. And you really are super, truly happy for them. The competition is keen. The dogs are beautiful. They are multiple best in show dogs. They are best in show dogs. They are reserve best in show dogs. They're group placers, group winners, specialty winners, sires and dams of beautiful animals. These dogs are worthy. I think that the nice thing is, is it's the connections you make. I also will say to you that I love the sportsmanship that I have experienced in those ranks. We are really happy for one another. One of my friends showed her pointer and received a regular best in show and I cried. Saw it online and cried, texted her. I am crying. I'm so stinking happy for you. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a genuine, not that regular competition is not, or that regular professional handlers are not genuine because I'm friends with many and they are completely genuine. I do truly feel there's a warmth with a good core of us, mm-hmm. a sincerity and a genuine, I don't know, I guess I would say heartfelt way about us. I guess that's the best way for me to say it. And you're located East Coast, right? I couldn't remember exactly the state. I am East Coast. I live in Maryland, but of course I've got this Jersey girl accent. So I knew it was East Coast. I'm like Northeast, I feel (laughs) like. (laughs) Yes, I'm a Jersey girl living in Maryland. (laughs) There should be a movie about that, but okay. (laughs) There probably should. It's like hoagie or crab cake. I don't know. I say maybe both, right? I mean, maybe. Why why choose? Don't limit yourself. I mean, truly, who should have to choose between those two? I mean, really. (laughs) (laughs) So, what are your. If you will, frustrations, what would you see changed if you could wave your magic wand in the world of dog shows and say, nope, nope, we're not having this anymore. We're only having this other thing. If you were queen for a day, how would the underhandled system change? Laura, the queen has a lot of responsibilities. I'll do my best. You could go with Zarina. I've always loved Zarina. I would prefer executive goddess. <laughs> okay, good. Executive goddess. If you were executive goddess uh, for the day, run, girl. In honesty, I would like to remove some of the snide comments. I think that, oh, that's your small ring. You know, oh, well, that judge gave you that because they knew you could compete in that ring. They didn't have to give your dog the breed. I think that insults a lot of the judges. That said, I have been standing ringside and have heard some judges actually make disparaging comments. They were standing very near to me, and that makes me very sad for them. I like to try to believe that hopefully the judges are judging dogs, especially in our owner handled ring. I think the big misconception is they're judging handlers. No, that's for juniors. The juniors are being judged on their handling skills. 
And they should be because they're being trained and there need to be benchmarks for those juniors. We should be, it's the dogs. Yes, obviously there's going to be some people in owner handle that are more amateur than others. People who've been showing dogs for 20 and 30 years that are showing in owner handled. You know, the thing of it is, is again, the whole picture. What I would change, Laura, is not just about owner handled. I would change the whole picture and the whole focus to some point of the whole entire sport of purebred dogs and especially confirmation. It's about breeding stock. Yes. It's about making shape. It's about form and function. It's about soundness. It's about all of the things that we want a German wire hair pointer, an Irish setter should be, you know, it's the, what is the head of a Leonberger supposed to look like? What is it supposed to move like? I think that that's the kind of stuff I would change. I would like to think that most judges want to be there. One of the things I will say is if I have my magic wand is if you don't want to be there, you don't have to be. If you don't want to do it, don't. I think the big thing is, and my only other statement will be is a lot of the people in the owner handle ring are owner handlers, obviously, because they own the dog. That's what it's for. But they're also breeder owner handlers. There's people that are dedicated. There's people who got their first feral hound and say, I'm in love with this breed and they're a rare breed. They're a low entry breed and I want to save them or help save them. I think that you have to understand as, as a dog person, if you're going to be a good dog person, you must be a supportive person of a breeder because without them, you wouldn't have these beautiful dogs, period. I think those are all really super important points, Cheryl. And I think we need to pay attention to our breeders. I think we need to pay attention to our exhibitors. Truly, owner handlers, regular exhibitors, anybody, anybody that <laughs> made the choice to spend 35 bucks and a weekend at a dog show deserves respect. And I think they deserve respect from everyone. I agree. From the judges, from the competitors, from everyone. Right. You know, I can't tell you, Laura, how many professional handlers I have seen walk up to an owner handler and say, hey, that's a really good dog there. You have a really beautiful dog there. I've seen professional handlers say, hey, when you get done, bring your dog over to my setup. I'm over there. Let me show you how to trim on this dog a little bit yes. better. You know, I will say this. I think there's a whole lot less friction or ugliness or whatever you want to call it, guff, if you will, between professional handlers and owner handlers. I think, unfortunately, some of the rules that we have to deal with and things that we have to, oh, we can't do this, we can't do that. I think that actually causes more problems, to be perfectly honest, than the professional handlers and us, to be perfectly mm -hmm. fair. I have professional handler friends. I love them. I love seeing them succeed when I am not at a show that weekend because I have a job and I have to work. You know, my job as a veterinarian is being in the office. I'm elated when I see them do well. I know they're killing it. They're doing a great job. Mm -hmm. They're so committed and their job is hard. You know, I think that there's so much to be learned from both. Does that make sense? hundred percent. It's like an equine veterinarian and a farrier. Mm -hmm. If the horse has no feet, it doesn't matter what their teeth look like. Mm -hmm. So it's a partnership in a different kind of way. I think that's 100%. I mean, we all know I'm a retired handler. I spent a lot of time helping juniors and owner handlers and novice handlers. And like, that was my gig. And not everybody is as into it as I am. And okay, what whatevs? I mean, you don't have to be. But I truly 
sincerely believe that if we're all going to have a place to go to evaluate our breeding stock in a few years, we're going to have to learn how to play nice in the sandbox. I think that that's imperative. Hang tight, guys. Got a little bit of information for you. We'll be right back to the podcast in a minute. Okay, y'all. The Indy Winter Classic. Whoop, whoop. It's happening. Indianapolis, Indiana at the Indiana State Fairgrounds, February 2nd to 5th. Specialty shows, Dalmatians, Rottweilers, Dobermans, Malamutes, Poodles, Pomeranians, Shetland Sheepdogs, Field Spaniels, Supported Entries, Specialty Shows, Four Days of All Breed Shows. We've got National Owner Handled Series all four days. We've got Bred By and Puppy Groups. We've got Four Days of Beginner Puppy. We've got Pee Wee and Itty Bitty Plush Dogs, the cutest, on Saturday the 4th. 40 plus vendors for all of your shopping needs, free electricity, free grooming spaces. We've got eye and cardio clinics, plus paw print genetics and Blue Ridge veterinary imaging to complete all your clearances. Ana Frio is the superintendent. Here's the important thing you need to hear. This show closes January 18th. Four open shows, four all-breed shows, four owner-handled series shows, four days of beginner puppy. So I'm just repeating myself because this is pretty amazing. Admission is only $7 for spectators. Military, first responders, and kids under 12 are free. Tell everybody, get your entries in today. So talk a little bit, and I know that this is a reality for so many folks listening today. I've got a job. I got a full-time job, and it's a big job. Like you and I trying to get together to schedule this interview, it took us three weeks. It did. So talk about all of the effort that goes, it's not like you have a Weimar runner, right? You have a dog with coat. You have a dog that needs maintenance. Talk about what it takes to be a big job professional and still attempt to compete at the highest level? I think that you have to do what you can when you can. It's kind of like weight loss. You're not going to just flip a switch one day and eat perfectly and be amazing. I think you have to set small goals and say, I'm going to commit to this every day, every other day, et cetera. Yeah, there are people who wash and bathe and blow out their Irish setter every day. It's unreasonable. Could I do it? Probably. Would I go to bed before midnight? Definitely not. Sometimes when you have a job like mine and you have a rough day, today was a rough day, (laughs) you euthanize someone's best friend and you break someone's heart. Sometimes you just want to go home and hang out with your dogs. Like you don't want to grind toenails. You don't want to bathe them. You just kind of like, okay, can we just go throw the ball? Or how about you guys go outside and I'm going to make a cup of tea and sit with the cat. I think that you have to commit and it is hard work. Sometimes you have to play catch up. Sometimes you have to find that perfect conditioner that you don't have to rinse out every single day. I think you have to recognize that it's going to rain for the next three days and the yarn is a little bit muddy and you're just going to have to do the best you can because you don't have anyone to do it for you. You know, the dogs can't live in a bubble. They're dogs. They actually have to be dogs. 
a professional handler's full-time job is to make that dog everything, it, you know what I mean, every single day. They aren't going into an office per se. That is their office. My kennel was my office. A hundred percent. Let's face it. We don't keep dogs like we used to. Ted Eldridge had kennels of amazing Irish setters. What a wonderful foundation he was for many of us. But you know, it's not reasonable anymore, right? We can't have a hundred dogs living outside in a run. I don't know many people who would want to. They all live in our homes for the most part. And we're working with breeding programs of handfuls of dogs instead of hundreds of dogs. We don't keep five litter mates. You keep two, maybe. If you're really, really lucky. Exactly, exactly. And you beg your best friend to take one of them because they're making you crazy. So I think that you just do the best you can. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. Have I been up until one o'clock in the morning the night before a show? A hundred percent. Have I woken up at 3 a.m. to bathe the dog and blow him out before driving to my local show? Absolutely, because last night it was raining. You know, I think you have to do what you can when you can and just do your best to keep up with it. I think that sometimes it gets away from you and sometimes you're on top of it. You just have to do the best you can. It's sort of life, right? Yeah, it's part of life. And sometimes you have to go away for a weekend. I have elderly parents. Like sometimes I have to go and I tell my friend, hey, would you mind rinsing him out or please make sure he wears a snood, that kind of a thing. So I think you just do the best you can. Okay, so I'm dying to know what's your favorite leave-in conditioner? Go. Oh, God. What do I use mostly? I probably use a good bit of coat handler. Mm-hmm. I'm a real big fan of a oh, plush puppy. Oh, I plush do puppy, love a plush puppy say, product. Right, right. Yeah, I do love a plush puppy product. I do enjoy, especially in these drier months, because mm-hmm. I have baseboard heat. It dries the house out. Mm-hmm. I tend to love a big, heavy conditioner. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't use anything like Pantene. If they get a tangle, though, you put that Pantene on there and it will help pull a tangle up. But I wash it out right away because it's too waxy. My hairdresser would have a fit if I used it. So I don't use it on the dogs. <laughs> I know everyone and their brother uses Pantene. Declan right. does not use Pantene. That's probably it. <laughs> Declan says no to Pantene. No Pantene. He's way too much for that. He will pour you a shot at the tailgate, but he is not a PNT guy. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. That is so amazing. Okay. So our last question for the day, and I so appreciate, and I know it's super late and you need to go snuggle with your dog and you've had a hard day, but I'm going to ask you your biggest tip, your best advice to somebody that's just getting started so that they can next year be on our handle best in show at the national championship. Oh, good Lord, Laura. Oh, I know I'm throwing you under the bus a little bit. I'm putting you on the spot. It's all good. I would, a couple of tips, actually, there's more than one. You've got to be honest with yourself. What are you able to do and be reasonable about it? Set reasonable goals. I think that you need to get some friends who will tell you the truth. You're not stacking them right. You're doing this or doing that. hundred percent. Yeah. I think you need to go to handling class. I think you need to look at yourself and what you're doing wrong. I've changed a few things about the way I've handled him since I started showing this dog, because for whatever reason, what I was doing before, he doesn't like it or we're not jiving. And sometimes we still have an argument. We had an argument at one of the shows in Orlando, a quiet, gentle argument in the ring. We had a, a moment. We'll leave it at that. Well, anybody that's never argued with their dog in the ring really isn't doing it. hundred <laughs> percent. I think the other thing really is just stay true to yourself. I'm a real big to thine own self be true Mm -hmm. kind of person. Mm -hmm. I think that you have to be humble and be kind. And I think you have to represent the sport the best you can. Mm -hmm. It's not good for you or your breed or any of us if you're not. 
Mm-hmm. I'm a big proponent of putting the good stuff out there and it hopefully will come back to you. It's not just about in the ring and it's not about collecting ribbons. It's about being an incredible dog person and being true to breeding stock and the evaluation of that stock. It's important. It is important. I think that's amazing. The only thing I would add, I wonder if you would speak to your internal deliberations about the ad that you want to do for Declan after Orlando. So, you know, it has been suggested to me by a few people that maybe I shouldn't advertise this win. Some people have said, you know, all these judges are going to see him as the owner handled Irish setter. He may not be able to hang in the regular breed. (laughs) Is that Declan with his speaky toy? No, it's my import bitch from Belgium who thinks that the cheeseburger is the favorite toy and it makes the most amazing squeak, as you can hear. Sunday, can you not? Yeah, just don't do that. Um, (laughs) I've had people say you might not want to do that, that judges will paint him only with this brush. I was torn. I was really torn about how I wanted to present it. I'm usually a fan. If you're going to put an ad in, I prefer ads that celebrate wins. Rankings are going to be forgotten in five years. I understand that it's something to be proud of. It's just a different goal, you know, especially with me being me and having to work. I can't go away for five-day clusters or four-day clusters. It's just not reasonable. So for this dog to be number one in the country, he would have to be sent out with a handler. And, you know, I've considered that was kind of approached at one point, maybe even still undecided. But the bottom line is, so you're going to paint me with a brush that I'm a breeder odor handler? Okay. I love that. Paint that picture. Because truthfully, he's worthy. I believe in him. And I can't possibly think of a better way to be painted. Personally, a breeder, owner, handler of an Irish setter that's done some wonderful wins, produced some beautiful puppies, and I'm his veterinarian. (laughs) It's pretty cool. (laughs) It's kind of neat. So, you know, it's one of those things where you can look at it and you can worry about it and worry about what that is going to quote unquote do or not do for this dog. But again, to thine own self true, that's who we are. And that's how I feel about it. So go on ahead and paint me with that brush. I'm totally fine with that because I am super proud of this dog. He's a really neat dog. So it'll be in there. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Okay. Cheryl Steele. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really cannot tell you how much I appreciate your time. I know it is incredibly valuable and that you're willing to share it with our listeners means a lot to me. So thank you. Well, Laura, thank you so much for including us. I really appreciate it. It is a really important competition just as the regular competition and juniors, of course. I really appreciate you including us. It's nice. Excellent. All right. You have a great night. Like the NPR of dogdom. Pure Dog Talk is here for you, to make sense out of everyday things, to add nuance to your understanding and tools to your tech box, to bring history to life and propel the living history of purebred dogs into the future. Pure Dog Talk patrons support the work we do here by contributing to our crowdsourcing campaign. In return for the generosity that keeps the MP3s rolling, Patrons acquire special access, opportunities, and perks. The most recent addition for our patrons is Pure Pep Talk. These weekly mentoring messages are quick, upbeat, 
actionable tips and tools for your tech box. Visit www.puredogtalk.com backslash patrons to find out how you can join the best community in dogs. As always, if you have any questions or input, we'd love to hear from you. The show notes and links to resources on today's topic are available at puredogtalk.com. Drop us a note in the comments or email to laura at puredogtalk.com. Remember, guys, this podcast is for you. So if you want to know something, give me a holler. We'll do a podcast for you. If you wouldn't mind, you could help me out here. Take a couple minutes to visit iTunes and give us a review. The Dog Show Superintendents Association is a proud supporter of Pure Dog Talk. Our Dog Show Superintendents are the hardworking people who make the dog show function. They are advocates for education and mentorship in the purebred dog fancy. So stop by the Supers desk at your next show. Tell them how much you love Pure Dog Talk and give them a shout out for their support. That's all for today. Thank you for joining us on Pure Dog Talk. 